Hi, this is Keisha. Welcome to the Face to Face podcast. The Mark Taylor prophecy that I'm sharing this evening is titled Purging the Temple. And this was released on April 26th of 2016. And we we read this uh, and did our live on November 25th, uh, 2020. So this one is a rebuke, a prophetic rebuke for the church. And this has to do with the 501c3. And um, it is a rebuke for the church to remove itself from the 501c3 status. Uh, When Kim and I had released this, it was the first time that either of us had heard, well, she had heard um, about the rebuke, but had never really investigated why being part of a 501c3 was a big deal. I had never heard anything about it at all. I knew that most Christian organizations, whether it be a church or, a, you know, uh, just a charitable thing, whatever it was, uh, there was always a 501c3 that, you know, it was a big deal. Oh, I got my 501c3. Yay, we're now tax-exempt status and able to go forward. So I just had always assumed that that meant um, that they were legal. I always thought it just meant that they were a legal Christian organization. It's a funny thing. Ignorance. Um... And it's definitely interesting how between the time that we did this, that we did this message in November and now the things that I have learned because I chose to investigate them for myself. I chose to listen to people. I chose to do the research and I began to understand why it's not a good thing for the church to be involved in. Um, Mark Taylor himself has gone on to say multiple times, uh, even just recently during interviews that he had done um, with Paul Obel. And uh, he had talked about the 501c3 status and how we as the body of Christ need to remove ourselves from that and we need to bring it to the attention of our church leaders and if they are not willing to get out from underneath that contract then we need to remove ourselves from those institutions. He has been very adamant about that and very firm about that. But Paul Obel himself had actually done, and uh, I'm, I'm going to post the link in the description uh, for Paul Obel's videos on why Christians should not be part of a 501c3. And then there is a part two 
which is uh, the, the way to get away from that and still be able to function as a tax-exempt organization. But you know, one of the things that he had said in this video that really stood out to me, because a lot of people will balk at, oh, well, if we're not under a 501c3, then the, then the congregation can't have their tax-exempt status. They can't, you know, they can't claim, they can't claim this on their taxes and have their donation be made tax-free. And I want you to stop for a second and think about what I just said. And think about that statement. Because we have gotten into this um, this deception that uh, <laughs> as, as Christians, we should be worried about being a tax-exempt organization so that we can not have to pay tax on our donation. Were we really called for that? Did we really get called to that? Should that be the reason that we stay under a 501c3? Because the one thing that Mark Taylor points out is that the 501c3, it says in the Bible that we are not to be yoked with unbelievers. And under that 501c3 umbrella are all other organizations that have signed that same contract. And do you know who else has signed that contract and is under the 501c3 status? Planned Parenthood. The church cannot be under that umbrella. Like I said, I'm going to, I'm not going to try and explain it. I'm not going to try and, I'm just going to give you the facts. Um, I'm going to put in the description the link for Paul Oval's videos. His, uh, his YouTube channel is called Faith Unveiled. So I will link that so that you can watch those videos. I will also, as always, link Mark Taylor's website that contains all the prophecies so you can read them and study them for yourself. And I highly encourage you to dig deep in this one because we talk about how each one of us are responsible for not allowing deception to just slip under the radar because, oh, you know, my pastor just told me to do this or this is just the way we've always done it. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that the enemy has used to deceive us and it is time for us to wake up and take responsibility for our own relationship with Jesus. It is time for us to not allow someone else to dictate what a relationship with the Lord looks like. Each one of us has the indwelling Holy Spirit, and we must steward the gift Jesus says in John 14, they who love me will keep my commandments. 
we are each responsible. And he even goes on to say that those who who love him, that, that he will be made manifest to us. That's about relationship. That is not about being under this, you know, under this uh, pastoral care or under this board that the church has. It is about our individual relationship. And that's what this all boils down to. There are a lot of things. And when you listen to those videos, you're going to be shocked if you don't already understand this whole 501c3 deception. You're going to be shocked at the way that we've been manipulated over the years as the church. And it is time to let it go. And I, I highly recommend that if you feel that conviction within yourself and you, you know, take it to your leadership in your church and say, hey, would you take a listen to this? Would you be willing to listen to these teachings about why Christians shouldn't be part of a 501c3? And if you're met with resistance and they won't, or they won't listen or bring it before the Lord, bring it before the Lord. You, you're under what you're considering a spiritual covering. So you've got to take that to the Lord as well. So I do hope that this finds you encouraged and it even says in the prophecy, you know, that we need to remove ourselves from what the what he says is a bail system. In order for our spiritual eyes to be opened, could it be? Could it be according to what the prophecy said that our spiritual eyes are opened that we've been crying out for revival. We've been crying out for God to move. We pray for healing. We pray for our nation. But will it take those of us who are willing to dig for truth? Will it take us repenting? of the wickedness that we were deceived into being a part of, will that be what releases the power of God in us and through us? And if that's the case, what is seeing revival really worth to each one of us? God bless. I love you. And I'll talk to you next time. I guess we were on the we're on the same wavelength today. That's a good thing. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. It good. It's, it's good. It's good. So we're I I counted it out because I was like, what what number are we even on at this point? I I yeah. even paid attention. This is number. This is the eighth one. This is the eighth okay. prophecy of twenty one. So we are on is number eight. The new ones there's like yeah more written at the bottom okay yeah well i 
I think it's, um, I think there's one of them that's actually, and I, I'm excited to get to that one because it's a, uh, it's a long document, isn't it about prayer? Yeah. It's, it's like a confession of unity. So I'm really excited to get to that last one. I think I had told you, I had kind of was like, Oh God, can't we start with that one? Cause that was just amazing. And I kind of felt like he was, no, you got to go in order. So, so I'm going to, going to honor that. Say, Oh, okay. All right. You know better than I do God. Right. Right. Oh, well, I'm going to start with reading second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Amen. Amen. All right. Was it, did I, did I start last night or did you? I think I don't remember. You did? Okay. So I'll start tonight then. All right. So this evening is, we'll be reading the prophetic word titled Purging the Temple. And this was released by Mark Taylor on 4-26-16. The Spirit of God says, The 501c3, the 501c3, those that are eating of it are not eating from my tree. For when I told Adam and Eve, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for you shall surely see, so it is with those who eat from the 501c3. For this demonic document that you have signed has now made you spiritually deaf, mute, and blind. Woe to those who continue to use this demonic system, for you will be exposed and purged from this evil sister. The Spirit of God says, Can you not see that you are taking a bribe? They will say it's all about the money, and for that you shall be kicked from my tribe. Taking a bite from that apple has taken you from a spiritual body to a brick and mortar and has placed you under the new world order. For how can you be a part of my spiritual body when you have cut off my head? For those that don't turn will surely fall as dead. Tear up that contract, repent, divorce, bail, and remarry me, and I will remove the spiritual blindness so you can once again see. Come out of this, come out of this before it's too late, for my judgments are on those systems that I hate. Come out now, for I will no longer tolerate. All right. um, I'll start us out in prayer. Sounds good. Lord, I ask that you would reveal your truth. Lord, there are times when you ask us to stop and examine the heart of a situation. Mm -hmm. There are times, Lord, when you would ask us to take a step back and to really 
seek to worship you in spirit and truth and I know Lord that there are many who would take great offense at receiving such a word as this but Lord I ask that you by your goodness and your grace and your mercy that you would open our eyes to the truth i don't claim to understand everything about religious systems or religious organizations jesus i only know you and i only know that you are good and that you gave your life for me and that your your grace has given me a freedom like I never have experienced in my life outside of knowing you. Bring us back to our first love and increase discernment in those who would be willing to take a step back, Lord, and ask the hard questions and seek truth rather than what's comfortable because that's what i'm after here lord yes i'm not after condemnation i am not after bringing people under any type of condemnation lord but i am i am here as someone who desires your truth and i want your truth to be known and received because it is the truth that sets us free lord it is the truth that sets us free and we need more of you jesus and we need more of your spirit and we we need the the scales removed from our eyes in whatever way we're walking around in spiritual blindness because this is just the way we've always done it. And God, I believe that there are so many who are doing things that they're doing just because that's what they were told to do. But I pray, Lord, that that this would this would sow seeds and evoke uh a conversation with you that they wouldn't shut it down just because it's not easy to receive Lord mm -hmm. come and have your way Jesus yes. Lord, that for, for the church or the corporate church Lord, this is a, a harsh um, word, Lord, but there's a purpose in it. And so <clears throat> help the church to swallow this and digest it and mm. to ask for wisdom, Lord. You, you, Scripture says we can ask and you will give it to us. And so, Lord, we ask for wisdom around this. I ask that, um, that churches begin to look into this and 
and dissect what is the, the, the benefits and what are the downfalls of an affiliation of a 5013C board. Um, Lord, some, like he just said, sometimes we just do things because that's the way we do it. You start a church, you become a 501c3, and, but Lord, help us to dig deeper, especially in the day and age that we're entering into. Not only yes, in the days ahead will it be the control of the government and, and the different things that could take place in the future that could mandate certain things, perhaps, with a tie like this. And so, Lord, you, whenever you speak something, there's a purpose behind it. And so I ask, Lord, for, for wisdom and discernment and, and a revealing of what that purpose is. Um, the downfalls, Lord God, help us to see the downfalls of this. Magnify them. Intensify the urgency, Lord God. Yes, Lord. And Lord, as you've pointed out to us, it wasn't the... It wasn't the negative or the evil things about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil mm -hmm. that made Eve take a bite. Mm -hmm. She examined the fruit and she saw that it was good mm -hmm. to eat. It was appealing to the eye and it was good to mm -hmm. eat. And so she ate of it. Yeah. And I, I believe that the same deception that Eve was able to fall into, that there is not one of us that are not susceptible considering that Eve was in a perfect environment and was not living in a broken and fallen world at that point and she still was able to be deceived so for any one of us Lord to come before you and think that we we have this all figured out that's a really dangerous place to be and I I speak against um mm -hmm any arrogance in my own heart god you know i i intercede on behalf of those who maybe need to uh to take a little time to digest this but i also ask lord you would help me not to be arrogant and that you would help me to be willing to receive whatever it is that you want me to receive in the days ahead as it as i am um, having paradigms shifted in my own life because I don't read these prophecies and I don't speak these things and I don't pray these prayers from a place of believing that I know it all and that I'm talking down on anyone, Lord. I am speaking from a place of true humility. I am just following after you in obedience as you have asked us to do these things and I am simply learning as I go and following after you. My eyes are fixed on you, Lord. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, I can't emphasize that enough, Lord God, that not all things that are good are good for us. And Lord, reveal the, the ties that we need when we enter into an agreement, Lord. There's always that fine print in an uh. agreement and a contract that we weren't aware of, and even in loans and different things, Lord God. Um, reveal the fine print, Father. Reveal yes. the fine print that we need to see as a church, Lord. Uh. And That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. 
Amen. Yeah, because it didn't, I, I really think that that was like, that was a, that was a big, a big word in a small sentence, what you just said. Mm. Because when you, when you enter into a contract, isn't it human nature to just kind of skim it and not really read the fine print or, you know, that's why we hire a lawyer when we buy a house or you know, we're, we ask them to be an executor of our will or, you know, because we don't, by nature, we're not able, if you don't have a trained eye. Yeah. If you don't have, exactly, like I work in the insurance industry. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Paul Geico, Allstate, you know, get your quote, get your quote. When you're getting those quotes, it's the fine print. It's the, you're going to get off market parts instead of honda parts so you're going to get you know whatever there's that fine print so yeah, yeah you're saving money <laughs> but it's that fine print of what you've lost wow yeah because we don't yes. have a trained eye and, yeah and so and that's that i don't i don't think i can't say any church because i don't know the heart of all churches but i think no. the majority have set into a 5013c because that's what you do you if you need to not you know you that's what you have to do but in looking at this and looking myself saying okay lord help me understand why this is a big deal um you know it's from what i was seeing it's not a, it's not necessary technically a church is considered uh tax exempt because it's a church regardless of whether they're five or three or not um mm. so it's just a a trickery and everywhere i've read it says that <laughs> so i'm like oh, really you're already tax exempt yeah so if you're already tax exempt what's the big deal why do you have to do this then and there really is no law that says you have to wow and so the only thing i did find that a church couldn't do would be as a 501c3 believers that are tithing can actually use that as tax exempt right your givings can be tax exempt you right as a deduction if you're not a 5013c i guess technically the parishioners could not use that as a tax write-off because they are not right that's the only thing i found that would be something that people like what would be the benefit that people would immediately see um <clears throat> But that that's where you can't preach from the pulpit about politics comes from being a 5013C. Um, uh, so I just some things I I'm like, well, I need to understand this more because I don't get this, you know? Yeah. So I mean, there's probably yeah. a lot more that I don't get yet. But um, right. I pray that people start to dig in and see what is it? What is this really about? What is the legal stuff here? Yeah. Well, and obviously, of course, in the in the natural, there are ramifications for things, but there's always a parallel in the spirit that we're dealing with as well. So getting to the roots and, and there again, like I believe that good discernment, good spiritual discernment is when we for ourselves do like what you were doing. God, I don't understand this. This goes against everything I've been taught thus far. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that just because I was taught something means that it's 100% right. right. So 
let me thresh this out for myself with the Holy Spirit and some good investigative work, you know, and that is what we need to do in this hour. You know, I, I had listened to, um, it's kind of a little off the subject, but it's not, it's going to bring it, I'm going to bring it back. Um, there was a, um, there was a Fulton County sheriff from Fulton County, New York that went on Fox and, and was talking about how he will not be enforcing these crazy rules, these crazy COVID rules. With family gatherings around that's how Right. And there was a commentator that was talking to someone after the fact about this sheriff that had come on and what he was saying and the things that Cuomo was saying to any law enforcement that wouldn't do what he said to do. And he made this comment and it just struck me because, you know, I really feel like God has been using like the whole Nazi Germany thing. He said, he said, soldiers, Nazi soldiers, when questioned after the, the Nazi regime was, had fallen, when they would be questioned, they would simply say, I was just following orders. Mm. They would remove. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, you know, um, because Cuomo was making comments about, you know, how, oh, well, you don't, (laughs) they don't listen. Then, you know, they're going against the government and blah, blah, blah. And, and um, this guy was like, listen, you want, you want people to question authority right. you want them to question if it's if it's infringing on the constitutional rights exactly. of the united states citizen because what keeps us upright in a place yeah, yeah. because the nazi soldiers when questioned said i was just following orders they removed their conscience they removed they mm-hmm. took away any responsibility they may have held by saying well, i was just doing what i was told and and now bring that back to what we're talking about yeah right yeah so on that day on that day when you stand before the lord right are you going to be able to say to him i was just doing what i was told no no that's not going to fly and i know that that's pretty like smack to the point here but you know we can't just simply do something without understanding the roots of what we're doing. Right. There is so much that surrounds the Christian church that if you really know the history behind why you're doing what you're doing, you'd realize that there's a lot of stuff that was rooted in paganism. There's a lot of the traditions that we do as an American church that are rooted in paganism because of Augustine taking over the the church and when Catholicism was born, you know, and we're going to be doing a prophecy about that in another day or two. Um, But, you know, that's really, really what I feel like what you said that you got to read the fine print. That was a huge word in a small sentence because we got to start taking responsibility and digging in and saying, what is the root of what I'm practicing? Is it possible that I'm being deceived? Right. That's humility. 
Absolutely. And then being able to look at it and say, wow, I may have been wrong. God, I'm sorry. And repenting and changing what we're doing so that we can then go forward and honor and glorify the Lord in what we do. Absolutely. And, and to see that, you know, it's always been showed, shared to me that, you know, you look at the will of God like a tapestry. And when mm. you're doing a tapestry, the underside of it, where all the threads are, you can't even make out what the picture is, right? But from the front side, the view that God sees, right, the end picture, the view, full result, he sees the masterpiece. And so it's that plan woven in. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, 15, 20 years ago, talking about this message right now, um, it would maybe be hard to look forward to where we are right now as a nation and see how much more important it is not to be affiliated like this. Mm. You know, we're coming into a day and age and we're talking possible moving towards socialism. Um, how much more control <laughs> would the government right. end up with, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even know how many years ago now, but look at um, the different different things that have been opened up, gay marriage, all those things that could be impressed upon the church. I don't know if that ties into this or not, but could be impressed upon the church saying, you're, you're an affiliate of 5-1, you got to do what we say, or you can't be right. this. Right. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, God is speaking that, you know, if that day comes, you know, He's, he's obviously trying to break a tie prior to this. But if that day yes. comes, would a church refuse to cut ties because of the benefits of what they're receiving? Right. And be more tempted to go along with what the government's mandating? Mm. Because you have benefited so much, now you're going to lose so much. Where if you cut this tie, you, you're not losing anything. You're done. And so going forward, well, you can't take any more from you than what you already did. So <laughs> that time right. done, you know. Right. And the spiritual look time. At the bigger picture. We don't realize. Like right now, you look at this, what is the big deal? Right. What's the big deal? But obviously, there's something there. This isn't the first time I've heard this. I think when I was first, I don't know, in 98, maybe, this got thrown around a little bit. And everyone was like, no, that's just kind of like the extremist, you know. Um, it's not a big deal. It's for our protection. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, never researched it and moved on. And then to see this coming up again down the road, it's like, okay, Lord, you know, when something keeps coming up, you say, okay, obviously there's something you're trying to work out. Yeah. And why yeah. are we so opposed to it? If, you know, why would we be so in opposition? So just to say, you know what? Help yeah. us flesh this out. Help us flesh it out. Yeah. Yeah, because it it may very well be that he is trying to spare us as the church from having um, being played like puppets in the future. You know, we we don't know. And I I, that ties right back into we got to go before the Lord and really be willing to search his heart about something. Step away from this is the way we've always done it and i think looking at this again god's not saying you don't do this but you do this across the board god's speaking this message but Mm. what i'm looking at is saying okay when you look at a small church that's a 501 c3 in a large mega church 
a small church doesn't really have much to lose cutting this tie. Uh-huh. It's not, you're not losing anything. It really wasn't doing anything for you anyway. I mean, you don't have, well, generally the salary of the pastor. I mean, that's still tax exempt. All those things still qualify. Like you don't have a lot going on, but when you have a ton of employees, when you have a ton of cars, a ton of houses, a ton of, and you got all this uh-huh. here, there's a lot more uh-huh. at stake. There's a lot more at stake. And, and I think some of the words coming forward, will hear that played out is that, you know, there is a bigger picture here that he's, he's trying to get at. Right. We're trying, is the church being ran like a business or, you know, so I, I just mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot to this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, um, you know, and it made me think of something that in that, in that, uh, teaching or in that word that Jeremiah Johnson had spoken, where he was talking about how we're seeing a mass exodus from the mega churches right now. And they're heading to the smaller congregations and, you know, they're, they're breaking off and they're going into the smaller congregations and, you know, into home groups and things like that, where people are, I really truly believe that this is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, you know, that, that while we're in the midst of a national crisis on many different levels, you know, um, God is, God is going to close the doors that he desires to close and he's going to open the doors that he desires to open. And there is no man that's going to stop that. But are we really, are we going to take a step back and say, okay, God, what part of this is because you've instituted it? And what part of this should we be, you know, because I think there are times when we can fight against the wrong thing. Right. We can be wanting to fight against big government and things like that. And, you know, against the COVID mandates and all these things. When I sometimes feel like God is trying to talk to us inside of this and say, let us reason together. Let us reason together about this. Are you sure? Are you sure that that attending that big mega church is what's best for, that I feel is best for you spiritually, you know? Or is this just what feels right because Mm -hmm. it's gratifying your senses, you know? Mm And boy, we've had we've had a good opportunity to examine that, you know, over the past few months. And I think people are even seeing that haven't been able to attend church regularly. I believe there's a spirit of religion that's getting broken off of people mm-hmm. because they can't go to church. And they always thought, oh, if I don't go to church, you know, right. then there's something wrong with me. And God's like, um, wow, how you doing? Take a step back. Mm-hmm. How, how you doing? You know? And I think people are going to find that, that they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. That they are doing okay. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be gathering together yeah, with the brethren. That has nothing to do with that. But I, I, think you can, I think you can do that just as nicely in a group of five, mm-hmm. a, group of, a group of ten, so we don't break the rules tomorrow right <laughs> no because i had to throw that one in there had to throw that one in there 
You saw my place setting, right? I did, you good girl, you rule keeper with your nine place settings. That's all that's set for right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Honestly, when we were reading this, I was thinking, first off, this is a hot button for the church. I mean, I think this is the first real hot button message that we've gotten into. I'm thinking there is not going to be much to talk about because this is so sensitive. But, you know, again, once we're, we, we've prayed, covered it in prayer, and then we get on, and and there's definitely a lot to be discussed. And, oh, yeah. And in a way that is non-offensive, you know. We're not coming <laughs> at this and, no, no, no. You know, just saying, wow, you know, gain some wisdom here. Flesh this out with the Lord understand it research it and take it before the lord you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think because ultimately at the end of the day each one of us are responsible for our walk with god it's not up to anybody to tell you what to do or how to do it you are going okay. to stand accountable for yourself and give account for what you have done say, uh, you know well, my pastor told me, <laughs> right? you know, my, you know, I, we, we do need to have understanding. God uses our pastors in the fivefold ministry. All of that is biblical, mm-hmm. but, um, but there's an individual accountability that mm-hmm. in the end supersedes that <laughs> we don't get to right on the coattails of a pastor or, no, you know, the ministry and say, well, they told me, they told me. No. Um, because yeah. we uh, will be responsible in the end for our own choices. And to us as a safeguard. Right. Which goes along yeah. with the whole, what you, that commentator with the whole Nazi, I just did what I was told, you know. Um, yeah. There's, there's importance to question mm-hmm. and say, okay, why is it we do this? And yeah. This yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the most important part of this conversation and the most important, you know, the most, if it's going to provoke something in you to hear what we just said, and if you stuck around long enough to hear the rest of this after you heard it, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is of the devil. Click. <laughs> so if you stuck around this long, God bless you. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but God gave you the ability to question all these things mm-hmm. because man is fallible and man makes mistakes and right. you could have been taught something that is wrong and there is such a thing as deception and i think you know bring it all full circle that's what i feel is the most important takeaway from what we talked about and prayed about and in the word that was spoken so 